Today, we are watching Star Trek IV, The Journey Home. Woo! After the climactic events of the search for Spock, Kirk and the crew must stand trial for their actions. But before our heroes suffer any consequences, they must travel through time to save the Earth from a probe. In the future? From November 26th, 1986, it's Star Trek IV, The Journey Home. The hardest Kirk ever worked for two humps. <laughs> You're a child. I know. <laughs> I'm Cam. That's Dan. And I'm Maya. And we are... Yeah! And we are the Meth Generation. Daniel Crary, it is my pleasure to welcome back our first ever repeating guest host, and with great reason and accord, Miss Maya. I'm an all-star now, right? You are she an all-star. All hey now, yes. you're an all-star. That's not what I was intending <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, 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 get your game on, it's fine. You go play, go play. <laughs> no... <laughs> well, you can always change careers. I mean, hey, now you're a, you're a rock star. Why don't you go get your show on and get paid? We believe Stop in it. you. No. We believe in you. Well, Dan, I did hear that all that glitters is gold. Oh, well, if you really want to make an impression, uh, you better be a shooting star because that's the only thing that's gonna that's gonna break the mold. Okay. And thus concludes dramatic reading of a Smash Mouth song. <laughs> I'm out. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> Great. So it's just me. Yes. <laughs> I'm just and, kidding. Oh, I mean, I couldn't leave. Yay! We're so glad. You, well, cause oh no, it's great. It's so good. It's so glad you're here. Because so, I, you were so glad. I wasn't gonna take. This over. is my favorite movie, so I'm not going to leave. This I is can't. the best one. So this is your favorite Star Trek movie, or this is your favorite movie? You know, before you were so late to the conversation, Mayan and I were talking about just that. Wow, what a dickhole. <laughs> I was exactly two minutes late, so yeah. you could suck a big old chode. And I was uh, exactly five minutes early. So yeah, I just waited. Maya's a professional. <laughs> I just was like looking at my phone. Doo -doo -doo. Oh, there's Cameron. Hi. I wasn't actually paying attention to the time, to be honest. Uh, once I was really afraid once that I got set up that I was going to be late because that's where my brain, my brain is always worried about being late and I almost always am. I understand. I'm like super Stupid early brain. or just late. <laughs> this is, this was my favorite movie for a very long time. This was my favorite movie. I would still put this in the category of my favorite movie. And I also think it's the best Star Trek movie. Yes. I'm I'm right there with you. I it is definitely my favorite original series movie by far. And it's I mean it depends on the mood I'm in, but it's always switching first and second place with my other sure, favorite movie. Sure. So technically they're tied, you know? So good. So good. So good. How about you, Daniel? I am so glad you both enjoyed this so much. 
Oh no! Oh, Damn! No. No, no! 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 <laughs> there's uh, there's a lot I really I really liked. I think um, I think more than any movie we've watched so far, this most captures the spirit of the original series. As far as like this, this felt like it could have been an episode of the original series in the best way possible. Um, <laughs> very enjoyable. It 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 has some some uh, some some little some little things that kind of bother me, uh, but we'll we'll get to that later. Why don't uh, Why don't you we tell sure everyone will. what what happened, Cameron? Oh, yes. And we'll see if just by your summary, people can maybe guess where it started to lose me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, In twenty two eighty six. An erroneous and giant fucking hot water tank probe moves through space, sending out an indecipherable signal and disabling the power of every ship it passes. The Saratoga is dead in the water. A Klingon ambassador is at the Federation Council. We meet the president and see a bunch of aliens, the likes of which we've never seen. The ambassador demands that Kirk be held accountable for his actions against the Klingons. Ambassador Sarek enters and speaks on behalf of Kirk. The Klingon leaves furiously and promises that as long as Kirk lives, there will never be peace. Future plot point. <clears throat> as the probe takes up orbit around Earth, its signal disables the glo- global power grid and whips up a storm faster than Prospero, creating catastrophic ah. sun-blocking cloud cover. Starfleet Command sends out a planetary distress call and warns all spacefaring vessels not to approach the Earth. Meanwhile, on planet Vulcan... The former officers of the late USS Enterprise, may she rest in peace, following the events of the last movie, <laughs> are a comp- are, they're in month three of their exile. Spock's, you know, learning from a computer, three screens at once, because that's how yeah. Vulcans do. And he's still basically recovering from his resurrection. Yes, yes he is. The crew <laughs> decide to take their captured Klingon bird of prey beautifully renamed the bounty <laughs> and t- plan to return to earth to face the consequences of their actions except for Savik, who we find out from a cut episode is pregnant with yeah Spock's yeah yeah baby <laughs> whoa yeah yeah what? yeah <laughs> yep. that, that's in my thing too yeah <laughs> Yeah, That's, there's a cut. And, there's a cut scene where she's pregnant yeah, with Spock's baby. Yeah, because they Yeah, I mean, they pawned they they pon- they fired it up. Oh yeah. wait, so they straight up pawned yes. fired in yes. search for Spock with the whole yes. weird. Oh, that makes so much thing. more sense. That means yeah. that they're okay. gonna do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes when a lot more Spock sense because like, that's ah, what ah, ah. I thought was happening in that in that scene. But then, uh, okay, that's much better than when you initially said that. I was just imagining that Spock, in his recovering memory current state, uh, had been taken advantage no. of. And I was like, I don't like <laughs> oh, that at no. all. <laughs> no, no. Uh, she was not particularly like, she wasn't like super excited about having to do it in, in, in Star Trek Four. She was like... Well, okay, I'm gonna take care of this, David. I'll be right back. And he's David's like, okay. I think she's gonna be my girlfriend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> David's like, can I help? 
I'll just stand over here and watch. Uh, for some okay. reason, I don't know, maybe it's genetic, but I find these uh, Vulcans very attractive. They're fascinating. <laughs> fascinating. Totally. But yeah, totally they, they do. They, they anyway. <clears throat> yeah, they fuck hard. Uh, so, <laughs> in the bounty, they receive Starfleet's warning, and the crew determines that the signal is aimed at the Earth's ocean. Spock determines that the probe's signal matches the songs of the extinct humpback whale, and that the object will continue to wreak havoc until its call is answered. The crew use their ship to travel back in time via the slingshot maneuver around the sun, planning to return with a whale to answer the alien signal. Spock programs the maneuver by memory. Which is impressive. Talk about calculus. Fuck me. Arriving in 1986, the crew find the bounty's power drained by the time travel maneuver. Hiding the bounty in San Francisco's Golden Gate Park using its cloaking device, the crew split up to accomplish several tasks. Still Admiral Kirk and Spock attempt to locate humpback whales, while Scotty, Dr. McCoy, and Sulu construct a tank to hold the whales they need to return it to the 23rd century. Uhura and Chekhov are tasked with finding a nuclear reactor whose energy leakage can be collected and used to repower the Klingon warp core. Kirk and Spock discover a pair of whales in the care of Dr. Jillian Taylor at a Sausalito Aquarium. They learn that they will soon be released into the wild. Kirk tells her of his mission and asks for the cra- tracking frequency of the whales, but she refuses to cooperate. Meanwhile, Scotty, McCoy, and Sulu trade the formula, well, Scotty and McCoy trade the formula for transparent aluminum for the materials needed for the whale tank, and Sulu manages to score a helicopter. Nice. Uhura, Uhura and Chekhov locate a nuclear-powered ship, the Enterprise, and they collect the power they need, but are discovered on board. Uhura is beamed out, but Chekhov is captured and subsequently severely injured in an escape attempt because he fell, fell off the <laughs> Jillian learns the way... <laughs> he did just fall. He was doing so well. <laughs> oh, God, he's so fucking useless. <laughs> We'll talk about Mm. Jillian learns the whales have been released early and goes to Kirk for assistance. Jillian, Kirk, and McCoy rescue Chekhov from a nearby hospital and return to the now-recharged bird of prey. After saving the whales from poachers and transporting them aboard, the crew returns with Jillian to their own time. Upon approaching Earth, the bounty loses power due to the alien probe and crash lands into the waters of San Francisco Bay. Once released from near drowning, the whales respond to the probe's signal, causing the object to reverse its effects on Earth and return to the depths of space. For their part in saving the planet, all charges against the Enterprise crew are dropped, save for one, disobeying a superior officer, leveled solely at Kirk. Kirk is demoted from Admiral to the rank of Captain and is returned to the command of a starship. Kirk and Jillian part ways as she has been assigned to a science vessel, and the crew departs on their ship, which oh, we think is the Excelsior, but it's revealed to be the Enterprise A! Woo! And so ends Star Trek IV, The Journey Home. I love it so fucking much! Wow, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good luck, Dan. No, I'm not. I'm not hoping to to change hearts and minds. Just ask some questions about some things. That's all. That's just fair. Some, just some questions about things that. Just some questions. Just just some questions. Uh, well, uh, who would like to go first? Talking about what they loved about this. Ugh. Well, I think we should let our guests go first. 
deal. Maya, what did, okay, you, what did you love okay about you. this? Anyway, I love that this movie came out 11 days after my seventh birthday. So this was my birthday present from, Aww, from Star Trek. Wes. From Paramount. Yeah. <laughs> from Paramount. Thanks, Paramount. <laughs> It was really, it was... You're welcome, Maya. Oh, God. (laughs) Paramount? Yes, Maya? Oh, shit. Do you have any questions for me, the almighty Paramount? (laughs) Dan, this is the wrong Can I have a job? Can I have a job? (laughs) Absolutely. You can be an executive consultant like Gene. Love it. Love it. Which means I get to give a bunch of bullshit ideas and he just throw them away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's more ceremonial than anything. <laughs> well, I mean, Gene's, Gene's idea for this right, movie, right. <laughs> for what he wanted this movie to be, was pretty oh, yeah. fucking no, awful. Uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, wanted this to be set in between the motion picture and Wrath of Khan. And the Enterprise gets thrown 15 million years into the future. Kirk mysteriously disappears in the process, uh, being replaced by a new captain named Edmund West. And they were like, no, no, we're not going to do that. Which was (laughs) a really good idea. Um, That was such a fun talk we had, Gene. We're not going to do any of that, (laughs) but thank you so much for coming in. We really do appreciate you. Yes. Can my wife at least be in it? Yes. For like two seconds. (laughs) And Rand was in it too. Did you see her, Dan? I I figured when uh, I briefly saw a blonde woman at a council, I was like, I think that's... Oh, she's gone. I I don't know. (laughs) I think you were right. Um, It was. Okay. Uh, I love that the Spock is a burnout. Um, I thought that that was just really funny, like a 1960s <laughs> burnout kind of character. Um, I did think it was funny when uh, um, uh, when Kirk says he had a little bit, bit too much LDS because I automatically thought uh, <laughs> something else. And I was like, is that a jab at the Mormons or did they just mix that up as a, I feel like Absolutely. it was. And I feel like, uh, uh, that it was in, in the movie that was like, Oh, Oh yeah, no, it makes sense. <laughs> he fell far. Yeah. It's it like two jokes, uh, <laughs> right? It, it, it works. It works both ways. That was one of my favorite. Um, let's see. Uh, I love the general feel of this movie. I love the look. I love everyone's costumes. Um, I don't think, though, that anybody actually... I don't think that any of them actually went to school. Um, because they don't they don't understand money or how much things are worth. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys don't, like, is $100 a lot? Like, you know that $100 isn't a lot of money for a very old watch. That's a very old watch. You know you could get more than 100 bucks worth. And split that, you know, you could probably get three or $400 for it. Split that amongst everybody, and then, like, you know how money works, man. Shit. Um... <laughs> Well, money and credits are hard. Just say the little sound. It was pretty. It was like, uh, y'all never read a Uh, history book? I love the cussing, uh, the double dumbass. Um, 
and I want to start <laughs> calling people double dumbasses. Or no, I don't, not calling them that, just yelling that at them. Because he didn't call anyone. That's yep. to you. Well, double dumbass what? to you. On you. Oh. On you. Oh, no. On you. Oh, yeah. no. No, please. <laughs> so wonderful. Uh, the, 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 the Vulcan neck pinch, that was really great. Uh, that knocked out the guy with the punk song, uh, who was one of the producers. Um, who actually wrote the song that is being sung. That was cool. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I loved so many things about this movie. I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to say too much. Oh, there was this moment between Spock and McCoy where it was like McCoy was almost testing to see if maybe Spock would be into him now. <laughs> When he when he said it uh, about when he was talking no, about his catch no, up, right? No, when he was he talking was like, about like at the very almost the very end when he's like, "So, you seem like you got a problem you need to talk about," and I'm like, "What is yeah. going on?" Because he's like doing a real lean in and like real suave kind of kind of look. Yeah, and I was like, "Real smooth, McCoy. Yeah. You are not a good looking guy, but." That is interesting, whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> well, he's like, you've been in me once. You want to be in me again? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, no. It's a, a hell of a pickup line. So I feel pretty close to you since your soul was inside my body. <laughs> Can't stop thinking about you now. So... It's not, it's not, it's weird, but no, but I just, I love that part. Cause I was like, what is he doing? He's yeah, trying to he get wants, him some. He wants a little, um, mm-hmm. little something, something. Uh, the doctor is in side <laughs> of you. <laughs> well, it hasn't. It obviously hasn't been the first time that the three of them have done something. So it's fine. You know, they're just getting back to basics. Figure out where their relationship is. They're such a sweet little triad. A truple. A truple. A truple. It's sweet. Well, so the the last thing that I wanted to say. Sorry, I made so many notes. Um, Oh, uh, that one of my favorite things about this movie one of the best things that i love about this movie is their preachy preachy all the whales are gonna die thing that went throughout this entire movie about how earth is wrecking its planet and all that stuff fucking worked and there are currently eighty thousand um humpback whales now it had it had a lot to do with this movie yeah it was super fucking preachy Star Trek saved Star the whales. Trek saved the the <laughs> real did. humpback whales because there really were about um, ten thousand, and they were on the endangered species list, and they were really ready to go. And this movie happened, and now there's eighty thousand. So, uh, coincidence? No, it's literally not a coincidence. It's not at all. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I mean, I, I thought not, but. <laughs> nope, not a coincidence. Uh, but yeah, the, that's 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 not what I all. loved about this movie. Uh, what what about what about you guys? Camera. I well, the thing is, is I 
I mean, I've already given my cards away that this is my favorite, but what I truly love about it is the banter between all of them. I mean, it's been good the whole time, but this is great banter. All of it. All the time. The whole movie. And it's not just between the crew. Like, you know, Kirk and Jillian have some great banter. And Jillian and her asshole boss have some great banter. You son of a bitch! That was a... (laughs) I mean, it was also, I thought, like, wow, she is really emotional. Like, they're making making her (laughs) really emotional. I kept half expecting her to go, don't look at my legs! (laughs) (laughs) My legs! My legs! Don't look at them! Oh, uh, Yeoman Rand. Rand. <laughs> no, I think she's I think she's Rand's <gasps> ancestor. Rand's <laughs> Oh no. Her Rand's ancestor. Is Rand going to disappear then? <laughs> I hope not. I I I wouldn't be heartbroken know, if she did. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Crary. How dare you? How dare, dare you? Wait, what? <laughs> anyway, what? <laughs> how dare I? <laughs> but yes, I also loved the plot. I loved the, you know, the preachy, we're going to destroy our planet, and that it actually worked, like Maya said. I loved the fact that we finally get to see a satisfying resolve that started that from the arc that started in Wrath of Khan. And I love that we get to watch Spock grow into himself in this movie, because, you know, we do. We get to see him find his human side again, and we get to see him find his love again, and we get to see him <laughs> be funny as hell. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. But I also just love the use of San Francisco, and I love the effects. You know, the bird of prey sitting down on top of a garbage can is still one of my favorite cool. effects that Star Trek has ever done. <laughs> Although it should have curved maybe a little bit under the because the ship was curved, it shouldn't have really been flat. But I don't care. (laughs) Clearly, you care a little bit. Uh, (laughs) But well, I always just gave it the fact that they were hoping the landing pad has like is like a little morphable as far as the terrain it lands on and because it was flat it was like well yeah, i'm gonna not? be flat today why not <laughs> why not yeah you be flat why not? you be flat anyway i i could go on and on for the next three hours about how much i love this movie and each individual moment but i will pass it to you dan this is the first time you've seen what'd this you movie love? what'd you think the whole thing right what'd you love about everything it? i i <laughs> really did love the banter um I loved seeing Amanda again because while right. while uh, Sarek is great, it's Sarek and Amanda that I I love so much as a as a concept and how they they push and pull on Spock. Um, I loved her whole scene with him. Um, I really enjoyed the direction. I think Leonard Nimoy grew a lot between the last movie and this movie. He's making some more intentional and visually interesting choices. And his lighting is so much better in this movie. Uh, Well, and they actually gave him control, which is nice. You know, it wasn't a tight reign. So I think this he not only found himself and his confidence, but he also was able to actually execute his vision. And he had a vision. Super important. Oh, absolutely. Um, I... 
yeah, it's clear that there was a message and some, uh, I think, social, political issues that they wanted to discuss, which is, again, when Star Trek was at its best in the original series. Um, even though I hated things like being on <laughs> a planet just like Earth, where a culture just like Earth's developed. But if they use that to talk about uh, race relations communism. or religious issues or political persecution, communism, whatever. The Vietnam War. Yeah. Um, oh, no. No. Not how that American episode. Hate, not that episode. How America hates Asians. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> um, I also would like to say um, I loved Ahura's nails. <laughs> I know that's a really weird thing, but her nails were fucking awesome. I just was watching her watching her work, and I was like, damn, they must have really good manicurists do, on Vulcan, actually. because those look fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, costuming was good. Hair was really good, like very natural looking. Like they've gotten much more yes. comfortable in, their a- in the age of their cast. Be- the last movie and this movie especially, this movie especially, everyone's just their age, and it's okay. They're not trying to gussy people up and make them look like they are not um the time travel was fun and less annoying than i thought it would be um and i i really did enjoy the casual swearing the um the plot to get the whales was a little silly but it was fun like all this shit in the hospital i loved when mccoy gave that woman a new kidney no kidney. Doctor gave me a pill and I have a new What's kidney. <laughs> Dialysis. God, we're in the medieval time. Did you love that he had his little doctor bag and it just had random pills that grow body parts? I thought of you. I thought of you, Dan. That uh, 100% I was like, of course. We have to get off the Enterprise. I need to get my bag of death first, Jim. I mean, my medical instruments. But it wasn't a bag of death. He saved several lives just in that hospital. And altered the timeline irreparably. That woman was probably a serial killer. She was. (laughs) But she needed to be. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, McCoy uh, didn't have as many moments as I would have liked, but he did great. Um, Kirk... Really? (laughs) Kirk was... uh, just kirking it up. Well, you have no memory of our relationship, so I'm going to go hit on the whale scientists now. <laughs> um, it was it was a little strange to me that uh, it was just fine for them to bring her back to the future, and she handled it really well, and they were like, we're going to put her on a science She's a scientist, now. Dan. Cool. She's a scientist. I understand that. Science but future stuff. I would like... Future... <laughs> All right, all right. Um, I just, I just thought she'd be more like, I don't know, uh, working in a history department where they could grill her and be like, "What was twenty-first century Earth like?" Or twentieth century? You. Pardon me. That's what, that's what they should have done, so that when this inevitably happens again, they can like understand notes. the concept like of money have, and did shit did like that. Did nobody study the twentieth century? It is. <laughs> it's when big things happen. Fuck. Oh goddamn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, it would be like us studying 300 but years ago and also intimately it would knowing be, how see, to it function would be in fine society. It's not necessarily... If also, we often ended up in 
that time period. Because they often end up accidentally traveling back in time into the 20th century. It happens a lot. There should They should know rudimentary things. Like, <laughs> as far as, like, survivalist training. At least to this they do crew. Take survivalist training, it's like, okay, so... You're you got thrown back into the 1980s. What do you guys do? Okay, I gotta you gotta make money so that you can buy food. You gotta you know like things like that. <laughs> Basic time travel survival guide. <laughs> yeah, like money. You exchange money for goodnesses, like the Ferengis. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes, like the Ferengis. God. Um, obviously, you know, they. Uh, <laughs> there really should be a lesson on Ferengi uh, economics and how it applies to past centuries of Earth. That well, really Daniel, once you meet those, once you meet those little whip, magical whip yielding fuckers for the first time, I think you'll change your mind about that. <laughs> huh. Well, I. From what uh, from what very little tiny amount that I do know about the Ferengi, I am excited because I think I think that they're going to be fascinating. No, they are fascinating. Oh, I think you'll they're love one of my them, favorite Dan. cultures. I think you'll love them. Oh, you will. Is it because I'm a money grubbing whore? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not on purpose. And from there, we're gonna cut to trivia. So you guys, you guys take turns telling me the weird little shit I should know about this. All right, you go ahead and go first. Oh me? Yeah. Oh me? Oh yes. Um, my per. Well, I love several. I love all the trivia, but uh, <laughs> I love that transparent aluminum actually be able actually became a thing in two thousand nine. It's it's real. You it was shut invented the fuck by, up. Really? It, it's real. Yeah. It was invented by professional Justin Wark at oxford and it's you know being soon made into manufacturing i mean it will soon be useful and more affordable to manufacture so that we can actually use it in construction projects this oh. is true this is stuff that that was in my thing as well it's good stuff. uh here's my <laughs> bit of I my imagine. bit of trivia is um this film was uh originally supposed to have eddie murphy in it instead of Catherine hicks yeah. uh <laughs> Uh, Eddie yep. Murphy. What? Uh, so I've read a couple of different things. Eddie Murphy was either supposed to be a professor concerned um, with uh, UFOs or a conspiracy theorist, like DJ type of person. Also freaked out about UFOs. Uh, uh, and he, um, you know, and then wacky hijinks happen. And... Um, uh, but they didn't go for it for two reasons. Um, uh, they didn't want to combine their two most profitable uh, franchises, which were Star Trek and Beverly Hills Cop at the time. And um, Eddie Murphy had already signed on to do uh, Golden Child. And also they didn't want it to be a racist copy of Superman uh, Quest for Peace. <laughs> <laughs> um Although, coincidentally, the preview for The Golden Child was shown in theaters before each showing of Star Trek IV. Huh. So, yeah, that's interesting. That's, yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. I love it. I think it's great. 
I also think that was a good choice, though. I think switching it to Jillian was oh, a wonderful I... choice. Not that it wouldn't have been amazing with Eddie um, Murphy. It would have. It would have been more of a farce. I think. I really love Catherine Hicks. Uh, I think that she's a fun actress. Uh, it is unfortunate that her career has been somewhat sullied by Stephen Collins, but she's still she's pretty great. Because you know she. Interesting that they're both in uh, Star Trek movies and they're both in Seven yes. Heaven. Yeah. Fun connection. But she's great. She's great. I liked her in um, uh, Child's Play. She was pretty great in Child's Play, too. Yeah. At the same time. Oh, damn. <laughs> I've forgotten that. She was yeah. good. I, I, I could see them when eventually the timeline of current Star Trek has moved up and we're past the original series mm-hmm. in whatever TV iteration exists. She's still around. I think it'd be fun to bring her as a, a guest star on an episode of some future thing to be like, well, I'm from the 20th century and I adjusted to this new world pretty easily. So message about tolerance and acceptance? I don't know. Something I mean, like she that. was a little freaked out for like a minute. No, well, not quite a minute. Like a few seconds with the transporter thing. Because she was like, whoa! Oh, 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 you were lying. I I was so worried when she jumped on Kirk that they were going to turn into some amalgamous (laughs) blob like the first one. I was like, that's how people get hurt. Don't do that. This is not a Starfleet transporter. This is a Klingon ship's transporter. We don't know what could yeah, happen. not the same. <laughs> they can barely read the buttons. They're like, uh, this one? <laughs> well, I mean, that's they did do that. There were lots of comments mm-hmm. about that because even um, Sulu was like, hold on a minute. I got used to reading the Huey. Now I got to go back to Klingon. So, like, this is going to take me a second. Give me, give me a second. And I was like, nice. I actually uh, appreciate the, the realism in that. Uh, yeah, you... and how and how fucking talented Sulu is. <laughs> he is. He's really like because that's an ancient vehicle, the the helicopter. Oh, yes. Yeah, ancient. That would be like you or I being able to, um, expertly pilot a chariot. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Of course, we would have to already be pilots at that point, as well. So right. I mean, I do know how to ride a horse. Uh-huh, as do I. So I feel like I, I, I could. I also, I also so do. So we could probably figure it out, guys. Oh, my God. Chariot race. <laughs> Match generation chariot fun run. <laughs> uh, that could be our first yeah, YouTube it's channel. It's great to be from the West, isn't it? Because we're like, yeah, I know how to ride a horse. I mean, so yeah. The Match generation tries chariot racing. Oh, yeah. It's the chariot <laughs> challenge. It's sweeping YouTube. Oh god, the cherry adult. <laughs> oh, there's some dumb kids that would do that. Um, Cameron, do you have any any more trivia? Because I have a lot. I do. I have lots and lots. I uh, my next favorite bit is that the <laughs> Spock neck pinching the punk came from real life. Leonard Nimoy was walking down the streets in New York City, and a punk came out, and he thought to himself, if I was really Spock, I would pinch his goddamn head off. <gasps> and so he put it in the script. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. I didn't know that. That's really good. Uh, I like it. I this like is it the only Star Trek movie in which nobody dies. This was a it's conscious true. decision by Leonard Nimoy. He wanted no fights, 
and no villains. And yet it still had a compelling storyline and like stakes, which I think is a, a testament to, to Leonard Nimoy's uh, uh, writing abilities because I still felt, felt tension, even though there really weren't any fights. Yeah, when the circumstances create the stakes rather than like... Aside from those cartoonish pirate whalers at the very end, nobody was <laughs> nobody was really... And, of course, the president of the Federation, because I'm convinced he's an evil dictator, but we'll get to that. Um, there were no bad guys. It's a benevolent dictatorship. It's a benevolent dictatorship. So I don't think that there's anything to fear. Another one gets elected, or he was assassinated. We don't know. But another one gets elected in the next movie, Dan. Uh, yeah, I know. And the next one is Kurtwood Smith. You're telling me that Kurtwood Smith had a peaceful ascent to power? Double dumbasses! Nah. <laughs> he definitely had someone's ass assassinated. <laughs> oh, it is not the 40s anymore, Dan. Hey, Stop it. Dueling <laughs> trivia. Ding, 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 ding. Give me some more trivia. <laughs> All right. Go. It's your turn. Yeah. Me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there is only one single shot in this movie that is real whales. Everything else is animatronic. Ooh. I was wondering about that, actually. Uh, the, they did a beautiful so, job. So uh, this is fairly common knowledge to a degree, but it's this is expanded upon it. Uh, during the scene where... Um, uh, Uhura and uh, Chekhov are looking for the nuclear vessels in Alameda. Uh, they are asking a bunch of uh, non-speaking extras. Now, this woman named Layla Saracola answers, I don't know. I don't know that. I think it's across the bay in Alameda, which is a very funny scene because he's like, because Chekhov's like, like, that's what I fucking said. But here's the story. She wasn't an actor. She had woken up in the morning to find that her car had been impounded as part of the traffic reorganization surrounding the movie shoot. Determined to make enough cash to get it back, she got herself hired as an extra and deliberately ad-libbed a line so they'd have to pay her. And her line ended up in the movie and she was inducted in the screenwriter uh, or the Screen Actors Guild. Bam. That's amazing. That is such a boss fucking move. <laughs> oh my god. I love that. I love that. That's really good. All right. Go, my friend. Do you have any more trivia? Yes, I do. Uh Catherine Hicks slap of her asshole boss nice. was improvised. <laughs> she was not supposed Maybe to. Maybe that's why he was like, Jillian! Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. Um, Susan Sarandon was was considered for the role of Dr. Jillian Taylor. She would have been more I expensive, think, well, though. Yeah, actually, no, at that point, probably. Um, I think they made the right choice, though. I I think she was yep. really good. She's great. Just, just really good. Uh, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> as far as uh, Leonard Nimoy is the only person up to this point that uh, both wrote and directed uh, a star trek film or episode wrote and directed uh because um walter koenig did write an episode of the animated series but he was never in any of the animated series so thank thank goodness says dan he did yeah he (laughs) sure did (laughs) 
Hey, you liked you liked the plant people. <laughs> I, I yes, but they would have sucked if Chekhov was there. <laughs> Reminds me of beets in Russia. <laughs> Shut up, Chekhov. <laughs> so the captain of the Saratoga. It's unfortunate, but this is the first time. I mean. It's unfortunate and amazing at the same time. It's unfortunate that it's the first time we've ever seen a female yeah. captain. But it's amazing that, you know, it was not, look, guys, a female captain. You know, it's how it was supposed to be. She did her job, and she did it well, and did the best that she could with her circumstances. And they moved on. I loved that. It was just so... It was and then later she went on to, to play Jordy's mom. And also went on to play... She did. Uh, Simba's mom. So she's pretty great. Damn. She's a pretty great actress. Um, she is pretty great. I don't know if I have anything else. Uh, we know transparent aluminum is a real thing. Oh, um, the yep. ship isn't actually the Enterprise. Uh, it was the USS. The- the yeah the ship in the it 80s? was the USS Ranger okay. CV six one not the USS Enterprise uh, CVN six five, but they changed the name because it really wouldn't like why 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 would they have a Ranger so it makes sense and it's funny, um, I I got a lot of my uh, uh my my uh trivia bits and pieces from fast rewind and trivia or tv tropes uh there were some that i already knew but i just like got some expanded things and so i'd like to give them give them a little bit of credit i'm not that brilliant or that much of a nerd (laughs) what if you had just independently researched all this (laughs) my my last one is that magil barrett who appears as you know head of starfleet medical she originally had like six scenes, some of which were really long, and ended up getting cut to that one line. And she wasn't I don't very think she happy. Would be. About and it. also, she was a nurse and elevated herself to the head of Starfleet Medical. That's such a big fucking deal. Also, why is um? It is a big deal. Why is Leonard McCoy such a racist? I was just wondering. Wait. <laughs> Because he's Boy, southern. Because he okay. he's fucking That's southern. That's, That's why. Darling, are you all right? I need you. Badly. I mean, I have questions if we're going to go to the hate it parts, but... Well, real quick, real quick. Yup, 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 yup. May yep. I slash you a question? Ooh. Let's start with that look. When Spock is up on the mountaintop, on Vulcan, and Kirk just glances up and looks at him, and it's like, hot. <laughs> <laughs> that robe is really doing things for me. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I think Kirk Kirk's so thirsty, he's going to die of dehydration. That's all I'm a, saying. I uh, a, a robe like that. I bet I could find one. Internet. Internet. Um, Same. Also, so, but, oh, that's a bummer. But how did he rip off so expertly, like, an almost perfect strip of cloth to tie around because i have never been able to do that and i have tried have you have you ever ripped terry yeah. cloth but like yeah cause... really because i like i can get it to go but... in strips all the time you guys are Beautiful. missing the point 
This is not the first time that Spock has had to make a blindfold on the fly, okay? Uh, uh, <laughs> I gotcha. Fair enough. That is why he can I so actually do that. It is muscle memory at this point. Um, <laughs> Slash I, factor. <laughs> Slash factor. I Hi-ya! think that uh, Spock is just starting to remember. I think he was starting to remember his, his attraction and what it was that attracted him to uh, Kirk during this during this movie, I think you see like the evolution of, because at this point they've been in a relationship in theory for a good decades and Spock has forgotten all of that. Um, Cause this, and especially by the end, they were settled in a quasi domestic bliss of their, their weekend cabin and their apartment in the city. And um, I'm so glad you. I'm and so, glad so you agree. they were. I was talking along while I was driving and listening to you guys. So, like, yes, yes, I agree. No one can hear you, Maya. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think that in a way, this was this. This was difficult for Kirk, and that's why Kirk slipped into his. Uh, I'm gonna hit on. The. Uh, hit on the the lady doctor because she'll be into me um which when i she was not into him no she was like oh yeah i'll call you like no because he's like i don't even have your (laughs) phone number she's like don't worry about it don't worry about it I'll find you. <laughs> I really wanted her to be like, you're such a nice guy. You remind me you're of my dad. You're just like a brother to me. <laughs> yes. What, what, what's happening? Uh, I don't understand. <laughs> you don't want to make cookie, boom boom? <laughs> cookie no go boom boom. He just starts walking around in a circle. <laughs> Come on, Jerome. Jerome, it's fine. Let's go. What? Uh, yeah. But no, I think, I mean, I agree with you. I think that they have spent, I mean, this is incredibly difficult for Kirk because Spock doesn't remember. And he's first, I mean, he's sort of starting to become himself, but the person that Kirk fell in love with doesn't exist right now. And that's, that's gotta be shitty. And I honestly don't even think he was really intending to hit on Jillian for actual boom, boom. I think he was just trying to, you know, Play his cards it's so he can get does. what they need. He doesn't know yeah. how I mean, else he... to interact with humans or people in general. He's like, <laughs> like, they're like, hi. And he's like, uh, sex? <laughs> they're like, no, no. His, his default yeah. is flirt. Hardcore. <laughs> and that is something, speaking as a former flirt, that must be unlearned. It has to be like deprogrammed out of you. Yeah, it's it, and it's, it's it it can be very difficult to figure out like how to interact with other people. He just I feel like that's that was his default, and he tried he stopped doing it. It's possible that he stopped doing that really once his relationship settled with Spock, but then once everything went all flippity jibbity with Spock's death and Spock impregnating a woman, uh. I mean, you know, that's Kirk is. He... He's like, oh, so that's how this feels. Yeah, oh, right. I'm a monster. <laughs> like, shit. Is this how? Is this how? Because <laughs> <sighs> <Oof. laughs> like, 
Spock didn't really have a choice, though, because he had to, you know, do the... I'm making finger gestures. Yeah, it's true. And, but I And I also think, just based on his age, wouldn't David predate the relationship with Spock? Like, wouldn't David have been born before Kirk and Spock got together? Probably. Unless David's, like, 18 or something. Well, it depends on when... No, he's probably about 25, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going to say 25, I would 26, say yeah. that Spock and Kirk knew each other during this period of time. But yeah, it's possible that they hadn't established any relationship or even like rules at that point. Because, you know, Kirk lo- loves to get down. And, you know, he's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think their relationship still might have been open. It, this is not the first, the and this series. is not At the, least first the first pregnancy. season. This is the second pregnancy. Right. No, rest in peace, racist native lady. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the paradise syndrome. Why? <laughs> Super racist. But he, she, he did get her pregnant, but even though she died. I yeah. was murdered, but and he like, cared about as not... much about that as he did the death of his twin brother. So <laughs> I'm really confused. He seemed to really latch on, though, to David's death. Yeah, like, yeah. You have to be like, this justifies my racism against Klingons <laughs> forever. I guess he was looking for an excuse to be racist against Klingons. Let's be honest, but yeah. But he had excuses. <laughs> he was a soldier in the war against the Klingons. Lots of there are lots of racist soldiers. I guess he just wanted to be, oh, like not one of them. Like he had a good reason, type of person. Yeah, like personal no, I have a good race reason. Vendetta. They killed my son. That's why I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Which is, <sighs> yep, that's. I mean, Kirk's not perfect. Meanwhile, McCoy's over here being like, "Hey, some of my best friends are Klingons." <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I'm not racist, you fucking hobgoblin. I think. He, what do you mean? That's our true. word. <laughs> <laughs> They're just words. This doesn't matter. Can words really hurt your feelings? You're making a choice to be offended. I, I'm, I can't stand all this PC culture bullshit. <laughs> You know, green blood, uh, red blood, it doesn't matter. Just let me be a dick with no consequences. <laughs> just let me poison everybody and just be okay with it. You all bleed the oh. same. Your organs feel the same in my hands. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Right, were we supposed well, to talk about what we hated in this movie? Yes. No, we, there's one more moment in Flash that we have to talk about. Oh, okay. Their final get-together, when Kirk flirtily climbs up the ladder and drags Spock into the pool. I mean, into the ocean. It reminds oh, me. Oh, yeah. Right? So hot. It's, like, Ew, no, I don't want to get my hair wet. <laughs> Kirk, I'm wearing white. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. When Spock is in the tank, mind-melding with the right? whales, I was like, ooh, Spock can get it. He can get it. <laughs> the hell they did. He did not look bad. <laughs> oh, the way that yeah, and 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 there was a little bit of a look. He looked he good. Watching. He looked real good. 
I was Kirk like, was watching Spock in the water for a little bit of time. He was remembering though when they were mermaids. I know. Oh, the little mer Spock. <laughs> I also that was one of my other favorite things was, was when Kirk was part horrified, part turned on when Spock was diving. It well, was just... and and Leonard Nimoy was fifty five when he made this movie. So like, good mm-hmm. job keeping it tight. Yeah. Yeah. He looks yeah. great. In his Vulcan way better, and I'm gonna say way better than uh, um, DeForest Kelly, who isn't a good-looking guy. Cameron, I'm sorry. You're, He's slowly you're turning into a lich king <laughs> as his skin gets looser and his bones protrude, and he masters the undying art of necromancy. <laughs> I'm poured my soul into an olfactory. I am the lich McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is set oh, phasers God. to dark magic. <laughs> I understand and appreciate both of your opinions. However, your opinions do not sway mine, and that's what we will lay. That's what well, we will I give you the gift of beauty. <laughs> Maya, what did you hate? Oof. Well, the fact that uh, McCoy is racist, uh, that he's confused, that, that, because he's a doctor. He literally wrote the book on alien zeo, uh, uh, xenobiology. He wrote the book on it. Yeah. And he's like, what? Why would somebody put whale song at the ocean? Because there's another alien race that speaks whale, man. That's not actually that weird. No, that's not it's that unbelievable not that either. Weird. You're going to come uh, to our planet. You're going to not speak whale at us. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to learn galactic basic or whatever the fuck we call it in this universe. Well, I don't even know what they call it. I mean, like in a lot of different English. universes, it's called <laughs> common. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Standard it's time. It's weird. Uh-huh. Um... Um, I hate the line, how does a nice girl like you get to blah, 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 because it's fucking sexist and it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, right. How's a nice girl like you get to be a, a whale biologist? Fuck you. I went to fucking school. <laughs> like all whale biologists are awful people. It's like, what are you doing hanging around with all these whales? This is a bad part of town. <laughs> What's a um, nice girl like you doing at a research library? <laughs> Studying? What the fuck? <laughs> Researching, dumbass. Uh, let's see. Uh, that um, I hate the chance that they they missed a chance to say "there she blows," uh, when which just should have happened because that would have been great. Oh god! There she blows. The 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 shitty whalers. That Especially with all of the um, the Moby Dick references in Wrath of Khan, there had to right? be a way to like tie that back in. Can you imagine if Khan saw these whales? <laughs> we blew him up. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Spock? Remember before you died? <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> no. He's still alive. We should find him and blow up his ship right now. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. They could have. They could have like gone back and double killed him. <laughs> Yeah, saved saved uh, David and Spock in one babang, and what's her face? The 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 uh, Savic. What's, no, not Savic. Uh, the the one who died. His his wife. 
Oh yeah. Lana, Lura. Oh yeah, the the Starfleet Luba-Duba. lady who stayed with him. Yeah. That one that went native. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget her name. God damn it. Because she wasn't important. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> she, she she was, was a plot device. device. Exactly. I mean, she was. They fridged her real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, look up that phrase, guys. I know what fridging is. Don't you? No, not no. you. Not you. Not you. It's like, don't you? Don't audience. you condescend the to me <laughs> about fridging? <laughs> I'll fridge you. They call me the Maytag man. I know what a fridge is. <laughs> oh shit! He's gonna fridge us. He's gonna fridge. Oh, but it'll motivate me to be so wonderful after. <laughs> You're doing weird eyes and stuff. Uh, um, uh, why did Kirk take the pizza? That's, <laughs> I know, right? That was a dick He took move. the whole fucking pizza? <laughs> she worked a whole day taking care of whales or whatever the hell she does, and, and he took her pizza. She paid for that pizza. That's not okay. Well, um, Also, here's... are people allowed to drive in the park? Like, <laughs> yeah, what yeah. Drive their trucks like, right on the grass? <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? She don't, I'm she a don't whale a scientist. Out of my way. <laughs> I mean, legitimately, though, how much do you think whale biologists made in the 80s? Well, she was driving a, not a great truck. Oh, I, in yeah, my head canon, that that's because she has a bunch of DUIs and she had to get a shitty new car. Because <laughs> her other cars she drives, are bounced. She it. drinks Michelob. She drinks Michelob. I loved Kirk's face. Kirk's face when he drinks the Michelob. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Romulan ale at all. This is like this is like your piss after you drink a Romulan ale. I like to think that her character is the reason she didn't do. I mean, the reason she doesn't have a nice car is because she's too busy. She's one of those people that's way too busy and wrapped up in her work to worry about a new car. It wasn't really clean either. It was kind of clean and kind of organized, but she did have a bumper sticker. I'm just saying. The, I think it fits. It wasn't a great vehicle, but it was perfectly serviceable. And I yeah. don't think that she uh, she was a person that did not live within earthly means or, or like care about earthly things. I can Which is why when she said, I, I don't have anything here, she literally doesn't, didn't have anything. And she was like, yeah, let's go. I mean, I don't have shit. Like, I don't care about anything. Yep. Fuck my family. I have a husband and like three children, but fuck that. Let's go. <laughs> Fuck um, off, Bob. Like Whales think... are smart. <laughs> I just like to think that maybe she has a family, but she's just like, <laughs> I don't care. That's, that's she just abandoned in the past. Yeah. She's like, fuck you, bitches. Always... I'm going on a spaceship. You can write about this in a sad college entrance essay. <laughs> but that's why, that's why Rand could be one of her descendants, because she just fucked off and left her kids alone. Um Oh, that's good headcanon. I I like to think in my headcanon that her family was the whales. That was it. That's just so sad. sad. That's just Mm, too sad. I don't know. Between the two of you, I think Maya gives the better headcanon. I'd rather her. I'd rather she be an awful person. Doesn't matter. It's my headcanon. Change your hood. Oh, um. So when uh, they blow the hatch, and Mm -hmm. everyone escapes the ship. There is a moment where Scotty slips and falls into the water right after um, Jillian comes down. And I do not think that that was on purpose. Or, I mean, I think I don't think that was on purpose. I think that was an accident because I rewound it like four times and laughed every single time. But also, <laughs> they looked legitimately like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Because he slid down 
right into the water. Poor Scotty. Splash, splish. It's so funny. It's so funny. James Duhon cannot swim. Well, he was fine. He, like, sploosh, splashed a little bit and then, like, went over. But, uh, but looking at, um, uh, William Shatner and Catherine Hicks, they look like, oh, fuck. <laughs> for just a second and then everyone like is reaching out to him like come on buddy we'll get you but it didn't look it did not look purposeful and i love that um like i legitimately love that um uh what do you think the whales were saying about us because that whole communication from the ship to the whales I took know. a really long time like way too long and what did they say about us because there's like this part where you look at the whale's eye and, and the whale looks sort of like it's like rolling its eyes, but I think it's just the angle. Uh- <laughs> I would like to think that the probe is like, George, Gracie, what the fuck? We, we haven't, haven't heard from, from you in 300, 300 years. years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We time traveled, man. We time traveled. So where's Sorry, the uh, new new ocean new ocean who dis? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> I uh, yeah. That, I I legitimately want to know what the hell they were saying. Yeah, like what did they say about? What are they saying? Like, nah, guys, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. We got this. I guess apparently they're gonna like worship us. I don't know some. Vulcan said to us, you guys know Vulcans, right? Oh, yeah, 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 we know Vulcans. Yeah. So this Vulcan was like, (laughs) we're going to bring you to the future and you can have your kid and like everyone will like worship you and study you. And and we were like, all right, cool. Because like these humans like in the 20th century, they are fucked up and they like want to kill us all. And that shit ain't okay. So we travel back. So we travel to the future. Um. Also, when they blast off, why isn't there any other crew on the whole fucking ship? Did they just like go, all right, we got the Enterprise, just us five or however. (laughs) (laughs) There's more than five, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure Gene suggested, let's have another photo. Let's have another scene where everyone's in the in the bay. And they were like, no, Gene. No, no. That's stupid, Gene. That's stupid. Let's have a welcome aboard scene, Gene. No, no. Yeah. I'm sorry, Gene. We don't have the budget for that. <laughs> but, Aww. but, go home, Gene. No one wants you here. <laughs> uh, Cameron, Cameron, was there anything about this movie that really grind, grinds your gears? No. <laughs> You're such a dick. Well, there were the things that <laughs> there I is said. nothing in the entirety of this movie where you're like, Oh, that's kind of dumb, or I wish they had done that. Nothing. There was one, there was one little thing. Um, when Spock was, you know, I loved the reason they did it, but the transporter would have been able to give them an exact measurement of exactly the mass that, you know, they Agreed. beamed up to Agreed. the atom. Agreed. So that was that was a bummer. But I appreciated why they did it. It's so that Spock could grow in his humanness. So then um, one question for you, Cameron. So you were okay with the way that that, um, that guy at the plastics plant, like, you were okay with the way that he spoke to his assistant, Madeline? 
like that was cool with no. you? No. Oh, I love I love that you just laid that trap, Maya. <laughs> You're so shitty. That's awesome. <laughs> Get out of here, Madeline. Oh, well, <laughs> clearly Cameron's okay with sexism now. Clearly, clearly yes. Really clearly. Impressed. I fell asleep. I am no longer woke. Yes, clearly. He needed a nap. It's okay, guys. Honestly, it didn't <laughs> it didn't bother me. It probably should have, but I honestly thought that he was just <laughs> it was such I a... maybe she was a shitty assistant. She was trying to say like, do you guys need anything? She didn't even get to talk to say, "Hey, <laughs> there's an emergency at your house. Uh, your kids I kind of things have just been, I think things have just been uncomfortable between the two of them since the Christmas party last year where they got a little drunk oh, and they kind of made out. Yeah, 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 and yeah, he yeah, like yeah, does yeah. it. He's like, please don't come in my office no matter who's there. Just pl- like I, 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 you know, we, I don't want to cause any problems, but it's just I'm uncomfortable. And I'm married. Um, I'm married, Madeline. <laughs> married, Madeline. It's a whole fatal attraction <laughs> thing. Um, and she's like, she's climbing the corporate ladder to eventually be his boss. And then she's going to make him do things for her. He's like, get out of here, Madeline. Yeah. This moment. She's like, I'm This moment is what started her down her dark quest. I will make you pay. See, I mean, that's just it. Is it, it's not appropriate, but it didn't strike me as the creators being shitty. It made me want to find out more about their relationship, but it didn't. I still think I it mean, was an inappropriate kind, way to speak I, to um, anyone that you work oh, with. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, especially uh, a, a woman. I just don't think it's okay to talk to them that way. And I'm really disappointed that you do think. I don't think that, it's okay to talk to oh, anyone that way. Well, it just doesn't seem that way, right, Dan? Dan, you would agree, right? Like, that it seems like it is okay with you. Uh, That's fine. Maya is like Maya's lighting it's Cameron's soul on fire. Fine. I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh... Here's the thing. If we didn't have some kind of drama and tension in movies, <laughs> nothing would happen ever. Just good to know uh, which one of your friends are sexist, I guess. It's, uh, it it's is. important to know. It is, Dan. Just so you know. Thank like, you for pointing that out, If I'm Maya. having some trouble, <laughs> I know who not to talk to. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> well, glad that's I deserve this, and it's fine. You're gonna you're gonna need some new chops because I think these are busted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really glad I did that. I, I did save that. Um, because <laughs> I keep all kinds of weird notes when I'm watching a movie. I was gonna say you saw that moment and you were like. Cameron Trap? Question mark. <laughs> important. Cameron Trap. Not important. Cameron. Highlighted. No. <laughs> <laughs> Underlined. I'm gonna get him. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I interrupted. You go ahead, Cameron. You were talking about what? Yeah, what I you don't hate. remember what I was saying. Well, if there's but anything you else you don't like. But you agreed with the things that I had questions about. So you still had questions about the movie. Who takes a full well, fucking course, pizza they, they didn't questions. pay for? They weren't things I hated. Sorry. I like pizza. <sighs> <laughs> it wasn't thing that I hated. There isn't anything in this movie that I loathe or hate. It's all... It all works very well for me. There are some questions. I will agree. And I will agree that your questions were well-founded. Why didn't Chekhov get shot in the head? But, that would have yeah. been better. Thank you! For fuck's sake! The Chekhov interrogation stuff is terrible! I was terrible? wondering if he was just stupid or like he did that on purpose. I couldn't tell. 
I you get tell. caught with a Russian accent and technology they don't understand aboard a nuclear-powered ship in the year 1986 and slapstick ensues? Oh, I can go? No. <laughs> yes. Your ass is thrown in irons. You are. They're not just going to be like, I can't tell if he's... If he's a spy or if he's if he's, he's just a, dumb, he's the oh, R-word. What his thing he does? Dang, dang, yeah. Yeah. that was. I was gonna say that was one thing. Is he did use the R-word, well, and I did not like that at all. It was. It's. It was. No, oh, you're gonna see, stand up time, for that. <laughs> this is my field, man. <laughs> at the at the time in 1986, that was the medical di- uh, diagnosis. That I mean has changed to intellectual disability. Just so everyone knows. That's what you say instead of the R word, mm-hmm. but uh, it really was, it it wasn't uh, offensive in the way that it was used at that time because that was the technical medical term to use. Right, yet to be yet, uh, a slur. yet to be a slur. Uh, it was getting on its way though because of the way that it was used in this movie. So we're not. This guy doesn't get a full pass, but it wasn't. Uh, it really wasn't as offensive a term in 1986 as it is now. Yeah. Um, since since Cameron refuses to light this movie on fire, like no! deserves, uh, no. I'm just going to jump in and just no. burn it all down. Just burn it all down. <laughs> Good luck, Dan. I'm kidding. You were working um, with wet timber here. <laughs> it's going timber. So wet. <laughs> uh, so... Are we to believe that any ship with a warp drive is capable of time travel? Yes. Is that, mm-hmm. yes. that is correct. So why are the Klingons or the Romulans or anyone not just constantly time traveling in their attempt to wage war and conquest? Uh, if it's so fucking easy to time travel, why, why are they not just time traveling Because all there's a the specific time? Bureau in the it's future not. that prevents that shit. There's a, there there's a what a in the future? like bureau or department that handles that shit. There is a time travel bureau within Star Trek canon. Yes. Yes. And it's also not that simple. It is an incredibly complex series of mathematics that only Spock has figured out. It's possible. It's just that it takes such a a genius mind to understand how to do it. It does. Um, and to right. execute and, it properly. And the first time that they did it was a f- an accident. They did not. And so yes. Yes, it they was. had to figure out. They So when he says, uh, you know, figure out how to time warp, he's like, okay. like every single time that they did it, there was a, a huge chance that they all would die. So lots of, of people course. probably of try it, so and lots this of people has gotta die. Be like, Most people who do try a time warp yeah. do die. The slingshot maneuver. Well, they probably end up in the stars. And because it's so risky, I'm assuming that uh, they're not going to attempt it again. Ever. No. That, that that we're done. That we're done time traveling now. <sighs> oh, Dan, 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 Dan. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> they're done with. Wait, I'm but sorry, hold on. They're done with time warps, aren't they? think they're they're done yeah. with this particular method yes. as far as i can remember the sun slingshot with absolute precision yeah. that's no. not gonna work anymore no. okay well because well, spock doesn't good. teach anyone how to do it or something or something well, we know wesley's not gonna also, figure that time out. travel 
is so complicated and no species nor civilization uh, really and it truly supports time travel as a means of doing shit. Well, it's so fucking risky. Like some of them will in fact try it out. They'll try it out. Or they'll spend centuries making a plan to to do things, but it doesn't work. You're being so I am being careful right now, not to say anything, but I appreciate here. it. <laughs> They're also there also may or may not be a Federation branch in the 29th century. Yes, that's true. Time travels regularly. That's true. But that's 500 and years that's, after Star Trek. They're part of so. the, like, fixing. Because some people still kind of... Yep, they are. They're the, the time plumbers. They just go yeah. around fixing time. <laughs> yeah, you got you got some uh, 19th century stuck in your drain trap here. We're going to have to get that out. Going to replace the whole thing. Uh, I am such an enormously huge fan of time travel part of that has to do mm-hmm. with this movie uh oh really did this, this inspire movie, your love of time travel bill and ted's excellent adventure and the back to the future uh trilogy which is the best time travel trilogy that has ever been made in the united states ever also only also only as opposed only, to only. what but uh, <laughs> yeah only i guess <laughs> i was like can't think of another time travel trilogy so, so i'm right is what you're saying <laughs> i am right yeah uh, i i, I yeah. guess I know. um um but uh i forgot what i was saying i'm done <laughs> but i'm okay um continue daniel okay so aside from the uh ham-fisted time travel that's just super easy to do i guess um, I didn't really understand what the probe's actual motive was. Like, I get that this probe speaks whale song, and there are no whales. And in the 300 years that they've been extinct, this probe has slowly made its way out to check on the whales. So are the whales alien? Why do they care? What is it? Were they planted there by the aliens? Are these aliens actually whales that evolved? Like, what's the connection aside from language, which is inexplicable that they have that in common? If they are not of the same species, the fact that they would both independently develop the same communication style, like, what? Just, Maya looks like I this is destroying her. Really good comeback. I've been waiting for you. You might be. To... Yes. So we're like, no. Go ahead, Same. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, no. Well, I was just going to say that uh, this is not the first piece of fiction that has posited that um, that ocean living mammals are higher, higher evolved or even from another planet. Uh if they're millions of years older, it's possible that in Star Trek canon, they originated on Earth and then got some ships and went off into space and the rest of them hung out for the rest of the time till they all got slaughtered or that they 
or there's we will there pass council, ordinances to make sure we are still in touch yeah they, they, they took a colony and they made a colony on earth because earth is mostly ocean so they're like sweet um so you're telling me that creatures capable of interstellar travel that could disrupt energy in a way we've never seen before are just letting themselves be killed and, ex- and made extinct? I'm talking about Doctor Who. You think that the, the bees Tudor are interstellar scale, travelers as well? Like, <laughs> fucked off because Earth is about to kill itself. And the bees are aliens. Some of them are aliens. Some of them aren't. But they're all... Okay, that the 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 mix, the some aliens, and some art. I, I could, that it, I could maybe see. It's possible like that. Like but it's I... possible that somebody went and took a trip because, like, I have so my my sister's husband's cousin actually lives on Earth. We should go visit them, and then they end up getting stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, first of all, I understand your questioning, but why does it matter? There's no discernible motive as to why any of this is, is happening. Why? And it's... I would just like to know I, I... why any of this is happening at all. I agree. Typically, stories have some sort of inciting incident, and it's it's fine to have nebulous motives, but to have zero motive and zero idea as to why any of that happened at all makes it feel like an incidental plot device that they thought of because it would be cool to teach an environmental lesson, not because there's any real science fiction behind it, just because they wanted to save the whales, which is noble, but it's lazy if there's nothing else going on. Right. I actually, I agree with you on that. Now, I don't think it was an afterthought because throughout 2, 3, and 4, well, not actually not 4, just 2 and 3, they were mentioning difficulties being able to get in touch with Starfleet. Um, because everyone wanted to get the big guns because of all of the shit that Kirk was starting. Uh, and they were having trouble getting in touch with Earth. And so I think that there was there there was something going on already at that point. Uh, I wish that it had been more maybe mentioned somewhat like, oh, there's a thing, any anything like that, just so that there could be more of a continuity. Um, but right. Even an offhanded. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. still it's still cool. It's still cool. And I like it. I I disagree. I think I think they did it on purpose and I think the nebulous nature is designed to make us think. I mean, I have read three plausible theories about why they are contacting whales. The first is that, you know, some alien species that we don't know made first contact a million, ten million years ago and that they were literally just whales. They were just an intelligent, you know, they were just an intelligent earth creature and this alien was like, hey, I like that. Look at how much smarter they are than everything else. Let's keep an eye on them. They can be our friends in the distance. We will eventually bring them into our yeah, yeah, ocean yeah. federation. Like, we'll check on you like in... Like the Vulcans did to the Earth. Of hundred years. The humans. We'll and see how you're doing. Or a million years. We're gonna... We're gonna leave this... Yeah, we're just gonna listen in. And, you know, if ever we can't get in touch with you, we'll send a probe. So there's that one, which I like. I think that's great. There is also that they are they are an alien um, 
whales are entirely alien and that they made a settlement 10 million years ago, but because they, I don't know, they lost touch somehow. This one is not my other favorite theory. It's, uh, it's my least favorite, but somehow they lost touch, and so they have just become content living on the planet. And they are still able to communicate, but they can't retravel, or they chose to stay. It depends on which one you read. But, uh, so they're actually aliens that were planted there and chose to stay. That's theory number two. Theory number three is a mix in that they are... I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I do know. I know. Once upon a time, I don't know what this theory is. There was a really pretty whale princess, and she wanted to marry a whale king. Close. That was. Oh, I remember. I'm sorry. It's that whales were originally intelligent, were contacted so long ago, but then intermated with this other species, and the humpbacks that we. Yeah, kind of. And that the humpbacks that we ended up with now are actually half Earth, half alien. And then the probe comes because they're like, we need to check on our colony. It's not my favorite either, but I like the first one the best. Huh. Well, (laughs) uh, Cameron, you spent 10 minutes on that, which is uh, more than the 10 seconds that the script chose to talk about it. So I rest my case. Yes, but it also inspired me to research it and to to think with other people. That's, I mean, I've always found that one of the most interesting things about this movie is why does the probe care? Yeah, why does the probe (laughs) care? It's like they're they're setting, Cameron, we're saying the same thing. I'm just saying instead of setting up um, some beautiful moral ambiguity for us to find our own meaning in, in any sort of, like, you still have to ask the question, but nobody in the entire movie is like, so why is it trying to contact whales? No one asked that question. They're like, it's speaking whale song. We got to get some whales, bring some whales back. And not even like Spock mind melding with the whale at the end to be like, that would have been cool. Oh, actually. I understand that been cool. now what you needed to discuss or like what this was about. Like, no, that would have been great. I was uh, really hoping that Spock would swim with the whales and then, they could have a conversation with Jim and he could just give, it could still be ambiguous, but just any sort of clue as to why they just went through all that bullshit for the probe, like what the probe's motives were. Because otherwise, it's just bizarre. Well, here's the weird thing, because this very well could have been the conclusion of this uh, potential horrorscape that is my favorite movie is what if these aliens were trying to communicate with the whales? They go through all the rigmarole, the whales get down, and then they're like, oh no, fuck those humans. Kill them all. Because, like, they were about to kill us. (laughs) They were going to kill us. Fuck them. Just destroy. You can destroy them, and then and and we'll still be alive, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, then please do. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious that they have them, way higher technology. <laughs> no one can defeat them because they didn't win. They didn't defeat them. 
they gave them what they wanted. It was a hostage situation the whole time. And there was no, whoever those there was no are, they contest. Won. Yeah. I mean, and as far as who those whale people are, good for mm-hmm. you. I'm really glad that you won and that everything's okay. You are clearly more powerful than anyone ever, anywhere. Yeah, humans are terrible. So, I, you know, I'm just saying this just in case they actually exist. Yep. And humans suck, so. They're, they might don't kill me. <laughs> or us, I mean, us. And they might. You sound less than enchanted with your function. Quotes, 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 quotes. Um, yeah, because really, my there's the Chekhov interrogation <laughs> thing pisses me I off. Love it. But really, it's just like, what the fuck did the probe want? I don't. There's, that's my main thing. That was my main impression at the end of this movie. Is like, oh, this was fun. There's a lot of silliness. That's sort of chintzy time travel. <laughs> so I heard something, shit, but that's fine. Um, okay. You guys are funny. Um, uh, Dan, I want you to go first. Because I want to know, there's got to be something that you love about this. I want to hear it. <sighs> uh, I do really like... Your use of language has altered since our arrival. It is currently laced with, shall we say, more colorful metaphors. Double dumbass on you, and so forth. Oh, you mean the profanity? Yes. Well, that's simply the way they talk here. Nobody pays any attention to you unless you swear every other word. You're fucking right, Kirk. <laughs> uh, fucking <laughs> The hell they are. Isla, yeah. Every single one of those. But I also loved... (laughs) I loved McCoy and Spock's banter on the bridge. Come on, Spock, it's me, McCoy. You really have gone where no man has gone before. And then, you mean I have to die to discuss your insights on death? Forgive me, Doctor, I'm receiving a number of distress calls. I don't doubt it. (laughs) Spock casually pushing him aside, being like, I ain't got time Um. for this. Mine is nah, uh, Kirk. Uh, I can't really do a Kirk. Like, Spock, where the hell is the power you promised me? Spock, one damn minute, Admiral. I was like, dang. Dang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead. I one have one damn last minute, one Admiral. <laughs> I just don't want to forget it. Um, I. Mm. I, I Oh god, I have so many more than that. I really <laughs> like when um Mrs. Spock, have you accounted for the variable mass of whales and water in your time reentry program? <laughs> Mr. Scott cannot give me exact figures, Admiral, so I will make a guess. A guess? You? Spock? That's extraordinary. I don't think he understands. No, Spock, he means he feels safer about your guesses than most other people's facts. <laughs> Then you're saying it is a compliment. It is. <laughs> ah, then I will try to make the best guess I can. Please do. <laughs> Cameron, as much as I like to insult uh, McCoy for his looks, I have to tell you that you were right and he is my favorite. <laughs> I knew he would be. 
Oh, he's he's like a a slightly more curmudgeon you. And less racist. And way less racist. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, way less racist. And and I'd like to think considerably more racist. So much less racist. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Yes, yes. Wait, McCoy's less racist than I am? <laughs> oh, okay. Other way around. Oh. I was going to oh say, I've God. never called someone a hobgoblin to their face. <laughs> Canadian behind their it? back, sure. Oh, but totally. Not to their face totally. is that what you're totally. saying? Oh, okay, great. You know, you're at the club and it's just full of Vulcans, and it's like Jesus. That's Christ, not okay. You shouldn't. You can't. You can't call them that. <laughs> just because you're jealous of their math skills. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I um. All right. They're wicked math skills. Wicked math skills. <laughs> And they're killer asses. I love hanging out. I lo- oh my god! Right? <laughs> I love hanging out with you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. I my favorite scene in the whole thing has always been. <laughs> it's all quotes, but when the three of them are in the truck together, well, and I mean Kirk and Spock getting into the truck, but then when the three of them are sitting in the truck, I love every second of it. Very little point in my trying to explain. Yeah, I'll buy that. Back in the 60s, he was part of a free speech movement at Berkeley. I think he had a little too much LDS. LDS? (laughs) (laughs) I have a photographic memory. I see words. Are you sure it isn't time for a colorful metaphor? (laughs) You're not catching us at our best. That much is certain. (laughs) All of it. Do you guys like Italian? Yes. No. Yes, we do. No. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. You play games with me, mister, and you're through. <laughs> oh. He's a wee bit of a snit, isn't he? He's a man of deep feelings. Aye, what else is new? Uh. Are you telling me I've traveled millions of miles? Thousands. Thousands of, of miles. miles. Okay. Did you guys do the best part? Which is? What's the best part? Computer. Computer. <laughs> here, here. Use this. Ah, ah. ah. Computer. Computer. <laughs> Hello, computer. Hello, computer. Keyboard. Just use the oh. keyboard. How quick. The keyboard. How quick. That's <laughs> the best part. I will laugh mm-hmm. every day. If I'm sad and you play that. Like, if I'm, like, legitimately sad because someone died, please don't send that video to me because I'll be like, <laughs> and it would be really inappropriate, so. But it will always <laughs> That's make... not inappropriate. Yeah, it's That's what we do when We love podcast. Star Trek, too. Um, my favorite quote. Uh, my favorite quote from this movie is, Admiral, the screen fits perfectly. There be whales here. <laughs> but that there be whales here. I know perfectly. it's so good. It was really well done. I mean, it was really, mm-hmm. really a screen that they just like put there and then threw the image on. But it was really well done. There be whales. Also, he could have said, "There she blows again." Another. Like he could have, <laughs> and then 
he would have gotten like wet and it would have been funny. And then he could have gone, there she blows. And that would have been also inappropriate. They should have put that in the movie. <laughs> My all-time favorite quote is when uh, they're at the restaurant and Dr. Jillian says, don't tell me you're from outer space. And Kirk says, no, I'm from Iowa. I only work in outer space. It's really good. That was really good. <laughs> it's so Leonard perfect. Nimoy wrote a funny script. <laughs> right? Uh, Cameron, all-time favorite? I, there are so many. Um... <laughs> oh, man. I I think it might actually be. This woman has a this woman has immediate postprandial upper abdominal distension. Get out of the way! Get out of the way! What did you say she's got? She's Cramped. bloated, is what he was saying. But <laughs> the distension, the yeah, I was uh, like, I know what that mm. means. <laughs> You're like, yeah, get out of her way. Best get out of her way. <gasps> I'm kidding you. There are other forms of intelligence on Earth, Doctor. Only human arrogance would assume that the message must be meant for man. What? Yeah. What? Burn. Throw it down. Uh, <laughs> the whole hospital scene, it's, actually. It's I really fun. It's, it's so it's just... fun. <laughs> and just when you think McCoy's done, like they're, at the, they're headed towards the courtroom, and McCoy says, like at the very end of the mu- movie, he goes, the bureaucratic mentality is the only constant <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> Mike drop McCoy. I'm out. I saw that, but I don't believe it. Oh. We need a rating system for this. We do need a rating system. Mm-hmm. Kidney growing pills, animatronic <laughs> whales. Uh, transparent aluminum cubes. Uh, <laughs> Newly anointed Enterprise A's. Busted ass Chekhov Busted ass Chekhov All right, Cameron, how well, many busted ass Chekhovs would you give this? Well, Daniel, you'll probably hate me, but this is my favorite Star Trek movie, so I have to give it a five. I don't hate you. You're allowed to like whatever you like. I I agree. This is the best Star Trek movie. Um, and I still love this movie, even like picking things apart, because the things that I pick apart are so specific. I think because this movie is such a great movie that it's really hard to find really specific bad things or, or broad bad things, rather. So I'm going to give this a 5.25. Oh, my. She just broke the scale. <laughs> Now, see, if I did that, I'd get a 10-minute lecture about how I have no regard for the rating system. Well, Dan, you have never actually... Sorry, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Hold on. 5.37? Yes! Anarchy! (laughs) Busted ass... You know, Maya, it's it's fine. I don't mind... Because I have to do special math anyway when there are three of us. Whereas Dan just does this to be an asshole to me because he knows that in the spreadsheet I'm going to have to do actual math instead of easy head math. Cameron, 
I've never tried to Daniel. be an asshole to you. <laughs> I'm an asshole entire... to all. <laughs> I'm like Santa Claus. If he, instead of giving you presents, just took a dump in your fireplace. Um, Except he doesn't do that to kids for some no, reason. No. no. Or I'm sorry, to my kids for some no. reason. I think it's because he values his life, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure why the reason is, but well, I mean, Dan, eventually Dan's going to be turned into a lampshade. It's just a question of who and when. Woof. <laughs> Elizabeth. Yeah, my daughter Elizabeth would totally skin me and make me into a lampshade. <laughs> She'd lay my it. ass alive. I'd still, I'd be walking around with just yep. like uh, plastic wrap where my skin was. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna five. give this one uh, 3.75. Ugh, you're such an ass. <laughs> it's not a slight against anyone. I just didn't like Wrath of Khan. I thought was better. I'm sorry. You rated Search for Spock higher. <laughs> oh, did I? No. What did I yes, rate Search did. for Spock? You gave it a four. Did I? Oh. I can't believe I did that. Really? I guess I better give this a four point. I wouldn't know. I've never. I haven't heard it yet. If, the, if that's the case, I'll give it a four point two five because it's better than that shit. <laughs> that's only because Search for Spock is a transition movie, and it's not really supposed to be anything. Mm-hmm. It's the it, best of the odd number track. Films, they wanted though. all of that stuff to happen. Oof. Yeah. Um, so yeah, unless my, uh, unless my spreadsheet autocorrected itself. Yeah. Well, I'm going to listen to it tomorrow when I'm editing. So I will just pick whichever one of my ratings in this is better based on that. 4.25 or 3.75. So not as good, not as, or better than search for Spock. Not as good as uh, better than search for Spock. I'd say better than the first one. I don't think as good as Wrath of Khan. I, huh. I will make okay. you a friendly wager okay. of $20 wow. that five years in the future, after this has become an inevitable and inextricable part of your life, that when you watch an original series movie, you will watch four. You will not watch two. And it will be your own choice. So you're betting me that five years from now, at some point, I'm going to choose to watch four again? Instead of two. Yep. You just changed the future. Cameron, did you learn nothing from the movie we just watched? <laughs> you changed oh the my future because now he will never watch it again. That's not true. That's not you're true. Just he's going to forget about this because he's Dan. specific situation in which I'm deciding to watch a Star Trek movie, and I'm like, huh. Do I want to watch four or do I want to watch two? And at some point I may want to watch four again, but I'm also going to want to watch two again. <laughs> like I know you are, but I'm just saying at some, point, at some point in your future, you were going to choose to watch four instead of two. Instead of two? And you might not ever have to be honest with me. That's fine. I don't really care, but I know it's going down. I, this, is, this, is, this isn't a bet, though, because this is, this is impossible to determine. Well, I mean, it's not impossible to determine. It's your own honesty. You think at some point I'm going to be sitting there being like, ah, two or four, two or four. Yeah, I'm going to watch four. Um, But what if the time prior I had been like two or four, two or four, "Mm, I want to watch two. Like, does that mean that I win the bet? Like, this doesn't make any sense. (laughs) 
I don't understand this, but if I could interject something, I understand. The thing is, is that Star Trek two will make yes. you cry. Oh. It makes you cry. It is beautiful. What, uh, at the end, when he gets all choked up and he says the most human, <laughs> human, yeah, like the, and I'm just like, oh god. Every time, I don't have moments like that in Star Trek Four. I watched Star Trek Four when I was a kid, so like a like a you know, seven ish. Uh, probably the movie was rented and watched. Uh, and I watched that movie all the time throughout my childhood. It brings me joy and it's funny. Um. It doesn't have that moment. It does not have that moment. And that is just that, fine. That Star Trek 2 does. And so uh, when you say, is it a 2 or a 4, a 2 or a 4, or a 2 or a 4, 4 is a happy movie. 2 is not a happy movie. So I think that people are more likely to choose 4 because, knock on wood, you're going to have more great days than bad days. So you're going to choose 4 over 2. Just because of their ending. I'm that asshole who will like, legit who will put something on just to make me cry, way more often than I pick something because I need to force those right? emotions out of me because sometimes it just keeps <laughs> stuck and, you, and you're like, get <laughs> take them away. Uh, I don't want them. I do a little culinary training. Doesn't help. Let's watch beaches. No, <laughs> no watch I get. Beaches. I do call it. <laughs> All right. I just get the necklace and think, oh, this is awesome, and realize I had an emotional outburst, outburst about the necklace, and I lose every time. So bad. So bad. So cold. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm on another planet. This is, oh, my God. <laughs> Shit. Shit. <laughs> I am bad at this. Vulcans are real. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I knew, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> well, we're all going to have a collective mental breakdown now, but uh, we have loved it, <laughs> hated it, quoted it, rated it, made absurd bets about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the only thing left to do is to uh, thank Maya for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so uh, much, Maya. I love I love this show. This is my favorite podcast. Aww. Aww. Well, and you're going to be back soon because we're going to start doing the next generation. We are. Which is my childhood. Same. And my greatest joy. So uh, I expect (laughs) you to text Cameron and I your top five favorite episodes. Five? There's seven seasons. Ten. Top ten. (laughs) There you you. go. (laughs) Sorry. Jesus. Jesus five. There are seven there are seven seasons, each of which has over there thirty. Seven so that's why we have seasons. to uh, <laughs> That's why we can't go to once a week or we will be doing this forever. Over thirty. Thirty Four. episodes a season. Ish. Ish. They're long. There's one that has They're like twenty seven. Uh-huh. Was it season two that has 27? I think they're probably like 27, 26. That would be a more standard. They're all really a lot of. Standard network model at the time. I mean, I can watch all of the episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation in three weeks. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I mean, me too. But we can't ask uh, that that again. What that means is that you watch it every time, every second that you have free. Or not free. It's just playing on your phone. All the time. 
except when you're sleeping because technically it doesn't count right yeah so um i just really want to what was i gonna say oh i wanted to say have a great week everyone <laughs> keep on trekking <laughs> perfect stole it we're using That's it fine with me. we're using it <laughs> Oops. Uh, hi, this is Maya. I forgot to mention something huge in this movie, something epically important, and that would be Sulu's outfit is 150% glam. It is so good. I love the colors. I love the lines. I love the cut. Man, that's it. Okay. A Secret Weapon Production.